0: Hello, and welcome to So You Think You Can Fanon, the only podcast with a very nebulous title that allows us to talk about whatever the hell we want. Hell yeah. It's just the two of us, Sergio and Kai, and today today we are going to, t- to do a review. <clears throat> now, of what? We are going to talk about <laughs> uh, Dune, the 1965 novel by Frank Herbert. Wait, hold on. That's the wrong one, isn't it? Oh. Sorry. We have a new chick. Ellinger. So, so, sorry that that that's the wrong Dune. What I meant was <clears throat> Jodorowsky's Dune is a 2013 documentary about the failed attempt to make a Dune movie in 1973. Wait, that's also the wrong one. I apologize. <clears throat> Dune is a 1984 movie by David Lynch about. Oh, wait, sorry. I, I keep hey. I keep fucking this up. Is the, the, I I I I apologize. <clears throat> Frank Herbert's Dune is a two thousand sci-fi miniseries that aired on the Sci-Fi Channel. I screwed up again. That's, that's 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 the wrong Frank Herbert's Dune. Dune is a twenty twenty one movie written by Denis Villeneuve, and that is what we're talking about today. Yes, the good one. Okay, maybe I pissed some people off with the 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 only one I have seen. I have seen the nineteen eighty four Dune, so I you, can at least compare it to that. Which do you prefer? Um. Okay, seeing as I saw the 1984 Dune probably um 15 years ago, I guess I would prefer the 2021 Also, have you ever gone I back and remember. looked at like what the shields looked like in that original Dune movie? <laughs> it's so bad. No. It's it's like Well, the, now it, I have to take a look. It, it's like these like like uh these these just like blank like uh polygonal shapes appear over them. It's it look it looks so bad. I don't know why. I oh my gosh. I them. They look like they have, like I don't know, just one of those like a mosaic tile <laughs> when someone's naked just covering. What's right going up. on in here? Uh, we're reviewing Dune, which you haven't seen. So get out of here, Matt. Okay. <laughs> All right. What? So. Now now that we've decided which property on this planet named Dune we are talking about. What are your what are your general thoughts on the movie? We usually talk about general thoughts before we go into General thoughts are it's awesome. Go watch it. Watch it and then come back here. Don't just listen to us talk about it. Yes, go see it. If it's still no. the, if it's still in theaters by the time you're listening to this, go see it. But other than that, um as a movie i think it's extremely well done um i really love all of the action sequences i thought those were pretty good it uh, um it uh it makes me uh it makes me put on my top hat my monocle and swirl my wine and go mm, pure cinema it was uh yes very very exactly. good um on all accounts, I I am something of a Dune fan myself. Now I'm I'm am I'm a big Dune fan. Always has ha, always have been. I definitely just didn't get hop on the gravy train after watching this movie. <laughs> um, I did read the book, some of it. <laughs> um, great but, cast, uh, great action, great soundtrack. Yes. I know a lot of people are saying the soundtrack wasn't very good. I know what they're talking about. It's good. Um, my only criticism about the movie. Um, uh, and I think, I, th- I think it's, uh, uh, out of all the f- things I, I, I will credit Ben Shapiro for. He has a pretty solid approximation of my, uh, my, my issue with the Dune movie. It is 15 minutes too long and then also two hours too short. I never thought I would find myself agreeing with Ben Shapiro, but I feel exactly the same way. Yes, It. The the problem with the movie is that it, it it passes the logical stopping point, and because it's going this fifteen minutes over with, you are then mm-hmm. prepared for the next two hours of part two, but part two doesn't exist yet. So we've we've broken it down. In essence, Dune is a cock tease. Dune is a cock tease. There you go. <laughs> yes, episode ended. That's all we needed to say. But no, I I totally agree. It really does, like, do we, can we do spoilers here? Um, if those allowed, uh, spoilers are, we usually go, spoilers, and then we just start talking about the spoilers. Is there anything else you want to say before going into spoilers? Okay, I, I was just going to say, like, they really, really set it up like there was going to be more content at the end, and you just don't get it. Yeah, it's I, like, what the fuck, man? I got to wait until 2023 for yeah, this yeah, uh, shit? Come uh, on. Obviously cuz you went to see it in the theater and I sat home and I watched it on HBO Max. Um my dad went to the bathroom at like the 2-hour mark, which is if you if it's ba- it's basically like when they're like, "All right, time to go find the Fremen." And I'm like, there's only 45 minutes of the movie left. What what, what do you mean? Um <laughs> the- you're just going to start a storyline and, and resolve it in 45 minutes. And no, they don't resolve it in the 45 minutes. Yeah. My, my dad also got up and left around that point, but I think he got up at around, I want to say like two hours, 35 minutes. And like, he came back and he was like, is it over? <laughs> he was waiting for more content. It was kind of hilarious. But seeing it in the theater was actually pretty incredible. Um I was at like did this, does the does Imagine exist in other places besides Michigan or no? I have no idea. Okay, well, um, I was at an Imagine Theater. Did you have and, a like, problem with the the like hearing some of the dialogue cuz I had to turn on the subtitles at home cuz I just like c- kind of wasn't able to hear. it. Dude, I had no problem hearing anything because on the parts that were loud, they were so loud. That my ears would shake, and I was in the middle row. Mm-hmm. Like literally, when the sandworms would appear, I would just be vibrating. And I was not in one of the seats that vibrate, mind you. I was in just a regular old recliner, and I was like, Bush! it was uh, really crazy. I, I got to give a, a personal shout out to a fellow content creator, a modded controller three hundred and sixty, who played Paul Atreides. In- <laughs> what? You don't know about Timothy Chalamet's YouTube channel? <laughs> no. Yeah, so, like, when he was, like, 16, uh, he had a YouTube channel called Modded Controller 360, where he did commissions to make modded Xbox 360 controllers. Oh, my God. Okay, I gotta look I, this stuff. I, I, I want them to bill him as Modded Controller 360 from now on. In articles and stuff like that, famous YouTuber, Modded Controller 360. Yeah, I I agree. I think that's a good, um, I don't know, a good thing to do. I only know Timothy Chalamet from "Call Me by Your Name." Okay, you know, I gotta my, be that. Guy. This is my first Timothy Chalamet film. Okay, um, he was fantastic in "Call Me by Your Name." Just gonna throw it out there for any audience member who might want to watch that because it's another great film, but very, very different from this one. Uh, um, I think he did a great job though, like as as Paul. As well, because I did read the book probably about I don't know four or five years ago. Mm-hmm. I only read the first part of it because life took over. But I think like as an adaptation, Timothy did a really good, solid job. And then in general, like he really he really sold the Paul character to me. Like you know how in some movies. You'll just be watching it, and you're like, "Okay, these are definitely actors just reading a script." Dune was complete opposite of that. It was like character interactions. I I felt like I was basically a fly on the wall in the world. Like that's Uh, it was so solid. I also really like the uh, um, uh, the character of Paul because like there's a part part early on the movie where like you know Paul Paul goes to go see his. uh uh friend in the military uh duncan idaho who has the coolest name amongst the (laughs) cast and the main character got stuck with paul um and he's like oh let me come with you or whatever in any other story he would have like snuck on the 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 plane with him and went to arrakis paul's a good boy paul listens paul doesn't he's not impulsive and he runs off places and i like that i enjoy that too He's also uh, not a bitch trademark, and that is something I enjoy no. in my uh, my in my protagonists. He's competent. <laughs> he can fight. Um, oh um, yeah, he's a damn good fighter. <laughs> I also uh, did you hear about all the people uh, before like the movie had come out? There was like some people trying to make some revisionist history and going, "Paul is a mighty whitey. He's a Mary Sue." Really? Yes. See, I don't like I. So this was before the movie came out, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was before, like, it was like right around the time they announced the movie. Like, there are mm. articles coming out going like, "Just remember, guys, Dune is a story about a mighty whitey." Which, if you aren't aware of that trope, it's where a white dude shows up in a foreign land and then just saves the day. See, I, um, okay, I can kind of understand that if you like only read the Wikipedia synopsis yes. of what Dune is. Yeah. Welcome to the <laughs> future where 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 <laughs> modern races don't exist anymore. I don't know, it's just He's like, all he's also very much not uh, a Mary Sue because he, ver- he, vi- he no, very he he very much not, has man. problems in this movie. Yeah, you can you can see him struggle throughout the movie to look, like develop his Again. abilities and you can see him struggle with his emotions. It, like, if I listed to you different. Paul's like power and abilities, you'd be like, "Oh wow, that sounds like a really OP character," but he's really not. He's not good at what he does. Like, he makes mistakes. Literally, like I don't know, there's probably twenty minutes of the runtime devoted to him making fucking mistakes. It's it's like uh, it's like it's like the Luke Skywalker syndrome. where you start as a virgin baby boy and then you turn into a geek of chad by the end of the third But like that, but you can definitely see like his skills aren't just coming from basically nowhere. Yeah. Because you get you get actual build up scenes of him training. Which so- like to me, didn't even feel that slow because normally that feels fucking slow in a movie or a book or whatever, but I was like genuinely intrigued to watch all of his, like, I don't know, uh, I guess training Mm -hmm. sequences or whatnot, because not only did they build up like his character and the characters, but they also were definitely helpful for building the world too. Like, it was very much a dual action kind of movie where every scene would serve I like a couple purposes, if not more, if that makes any sense. I think this movie has my favorite way of delivering exposition because there is a lot in this movie. There's a lot of mm-hmm. world building. There's a lot of exposition, but it never feels like a lecture. Mm-mm. Like However, I, even I will the, say, once you finish this movie, art, everything you oh, learn ahead, will be ahead. on the test. Yes. <laughs> Very true. I was going to say like, even the part where um paul is like listening to this hologram talking about like i don't know like the freeman and like sand worms and stuff yeah. like that it doesn't even feel like i don't know like you're being narrated to about like this is how the world works it feels like almost like you're on the journey with him. That makes sense. Unlike the the David Lynch movie, which begins with a bunch of narration. Yes. That is one thing I remember from that movie. The oh, other oh. thing I remember is the blue eyes were better. Do, okay? Do, I'm gonna do, throw do, it out there. Do, do you remember how, like, uh, um... Uh, the way he captured like the 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 characters narrating in the book was to just put the camera at them and then apply a voiceover, and you just have them staring into the camera for like thirty seconds while they talk in their head. Yes, I do remember that too. I I do remember that even as like I don't know maybe a five or a six year old watching this movie. Uh, I remember a lot of things just felt really awkward. Like it's like why is this character just like zoning out? <laughs> Can we not do this? Uh, shout-out to my man, Oscar Isaac, for fucking killing it. He was an absolute chad in this movie. And like Star Wars, they gave him another really awkward line to say, which is, desert power. Am I the only one who found that funny? Like, every time he said it, I just, like, it, it would throw me out of the scene. I just thought it was really cheesy, but, like, in a good kind of way. I didn't even, like, hear what you said you cut out. Sorry, sorry I, I don't know why I'm cutting out, but, uh... Duke Leto, uh, Oscar Isaac's character, he has this line where he it's des- he says desert power. He says it, like, three or four times. It made oh, me laugh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is hilarious. Be- it was like, like, like just a lame dab. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> you know, like, there, there's a part, I think it's, like, after they see the sandworm, he puts his, like, hand on Paul's shoulder and he goes, look, desert power. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. It's perfect. Uh, a welcome addition to the movie. Uh, Thanos as uh, Gurney, the the weapons master. Um, I can only see Josh Brolin as Thanos because my introduction to Josh Brolin uh, was Thanos. He sounds like Thanos and Thanos looks like him. So I just go, oh yeah, that's Thanos. I didn't even know that's who that was. Okay, maybe I'm just unobservant, but... Oh, and uh, Jason Momoa as Donkey yes. Idaho. I love Jason Momoa. He was perfect for that character and then he... he uh, mm-hmm. He's not a lot in are this we, movie, but you may be seeing him in Dune Messiah. I'll say that. Are, are we, we go gonna spoilers. be spoiling now? <laughs> no, will just hop into the spoilers. Spoilers, spoilers for Dune. I give it a nine out of ten. Go see it. Yes, agreed. Yes. Uh, Duncan's death. Uh, F in chat. Definitely. Yes. I. F. But he does come back as a clone in Messiah, so he's not. He's not. Uh, he's not gone forever. That's good. Very much as I Since... was reading into like the the Dune lore. Uh, it's very clear to me that I think Frank Herbert loved Duncan Idaho because he just kept him through the series as like clones. Probably. There's just that one character that you can't ever bear to get rid of and they just gotta be there. And uh, you know what? I think it's better to have a like one of the main protagonists come back as a clone rather than like We're resurrecting them. Physically resurrect them. Or just give them, like, mega super awesome plot armor so that they never die. <laughs> like, clones at least make sense. It fits with the... Like, it's fine. But I did want to talk about one thing that kind of necessitated spoilers. Whoa, and I'm going to nerd weird. out for, for a brief second. Okay. By brief second, I mean probably a few minutes. Gotcha. So, Okay. I'm a resident bug nerd, right? Well, there's a lot of, like, bug imagery in Dune that I really appreciate. And I don't, I can't really grasp the full meaning of it. Like, I need to watch the movie again to be able to understand how to, like, put these together. And I probably need to see, like, however many other films they're going to make multiple times just to string together a coherent theory of why there's so many bugs here. But um, shout out to the ornithopters being based off of like dragonflies and I also see a little bit of cicada in them too. But also noticed at the foreshadowing of Duncan's death and then at his actual death there is like a beetle. And I think it's a scarab beetle but I'm not sure. There's a beetle present.
1: And also
0: you did or didn't I did not notice the beetle. Okay, well, there was a beetle both times, and then also, um, like the the Freeman wear armor that kind of resembles like the armored plating of a beetle to me. Mm-hmm. And then like, uh, what's his face? The the dude of House Harkonnen. I forget his Baron. name. Baron. Uh, be, the, uh, Vladimir Har- Harkonnen, the Baron. Well, Him, the, the Baron. Yes, the Baron. He makes noises that sound like a cicada i don't know like there's a lot of bugs going on around here and i can't just say definitively like oh yes the the bugs serve as a theme for like great mm, cinema. danger cinema mm. capitalism I, it's something that i wanted to draw your and the audience's attention to just for like when you watch it and when you see subsequent movies look out for it remember me talking about I just found it really interesting like all of the all of the details the world feels more organic i think because these details have been added like a lot of like when you think of space you kind of think of like desolate nothingness and when you think of like sand you also think of desolate nothingness and so i think it's pretty fitting that you know we have all of this like i don't know portrayal of life going on in the desolate nothingness Mm. like the sandworms hidden just below the surface the actual literal beetles hidden beneath the surface also on the topic of the baron that is one of the best like uh uh, like, uh, being able to hide an actor in makeup. Because, like, the whole time, like, I'm staring at Baron Harkonnen, and I'm like, who is that? I'm like, I can't tell who this is, but it's, uh, it's Stellan Skarsgård, who was the uh, Professor Selvig in the Thor movies. Oh, I had no idea. Wow. Yeah, they did a really good job with his appearance in particular. Like, I don't know. It, yeah, I, I, I... Sorry, like did did they use um, CGI or prosthetics? He was uh, prosthetics. Okay. He was in a fat suit, and of course he had like stuff on his face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. I don't know. It was a really good prosthetic job. I will say that. Uh, I, I I do I do have to uh, uh, bring on the topic of uh, House Harkonnen, which uh, I really liked their whole their whole aesthetic. It was very dark. It was very dreary. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, uh dave batista plays uh, uh the baron's nephew nephew and he's hardly in the movie he's in it for like five minutes probably doesn't do much i hope he shows up more in part two and then yeah uh, i feel like he's a bigger focus in the book than he is in, well they like, also cut at out at least uh, in part one uh they cut out a character named fade Routha, who was played by sting in the original he had the cod piece. I don't remember the name. <laughs> I'll be honest. But but yeah, it I was Robon Ra- 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 and uh, Fade Rotha are like uh, bar- the barons to like top lieutenants. Okay, yeah, I remember. There's a scene in the book where they're like talking to each other, or whatever. They're like, uh evil plans, it, mustache twirling." It, it's it's whether they didn't include Fade Rotha. They might in part two because Fade Rotha is essentially the final boss of the book. Mmm, okay. And, and, like, I mean that quite literally. Paul and him have a fight, and then the book ends, like, a few pages, a few chapters after. Damn. I have no idea, because I've only read part one, but that'll change. Yeah, that'll uh, change. and, yeah. uh, uh the, uh, the, uh, like, his, uh, the Baron's assistant, Peter. I know, like, he had a bigger, like, role in the book, and he didn't really, like, uh, mm. do much here. I like the actor who plays him, David Malchin. um... He always sticks out in my mind because he like hops between like movie universes. Like he was in uh, he was in the Dark Knight. Uh, he was in Ant Man. Um, he's in the Flash TV show. He's in the DC universe, oh. and he's also was also in Blade Runner. He really gets around. <laughs> he's, he's everywhere in the multiverse. See, I like that you're bringing the bringing the cast members into this because I know nothing about anyone. <laughs> I I also have to um uh give a give a a a, a a a mark on one of the cast members. So they cast uh they cast Zendaya as uh Paul's future love interest, mm-hmm. which I'm pretty sure they did uh for uh, to get people in the seats. She's not in the movie hardly. She just kind of stands there and then when she like does show up, she's doing the like the MJ thing that she was doing in Homecoming where like Zendaya just kind of scowls. I don't know if someone talks is like yeah you got a style it makes you look intense because every time I've seen Zendaya something she's just like got her like lip up just going like hello white boy <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's just like I don't know maybe just bad directing or something like that because she from what I've seen of seems to be a pretty like I don't know light individual so I don't I guess it's fitting for the character in this movie at least though oh something interesting I, I i learned is the uh the 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 leader of the Bene Gesserit, who are like the they're like an order of space space mm-hmm. nuns who know martial arts and they control everything behind the scenes the uh the madam like the the head of all of them was supposed to play the madam in the original jodorowsky's dune Really? Yes, but she didn't accept the role because apparently she was going to be on screen with two thousand defecating extras. And she was like, Why would I want to be in a movie like (laughs) Oh my god, that's amazing. I guess she got on there with those well, eventually got on there was two thousand defecating extras. It's, it's funny, because she aged into the part, because <laughs> that was, like, in 1974, yes. and now she's old old enough to portray, like, the old, like, mother of this nun order. That's fucking incredible. Um, so, in general, you know, I'm not, I'm not a, mm, cinema type, but, uh, I, li- <laughs> I, I liked the, uh, um, um... What's it called? Uh, I am a very surface level enjoy enjoy enjoyer of movies. My <laughs> thing is mostly like books and games and analyzing the um like prose and like graphical stuff in like how games are made. I'm not really like in the move but with that being said, uh, monocle top hat and wine uh, in hand. Uh very well shot movie. Uh lo- yes. lots of nice uh uh like visual shots uh the vfx were really good i really like how mm-hmm. how this movie portrayed shields um also i didn't really, but i'm guessing dune is the progenitor of just like personal shields in sci-fi i was noticing that with a lot of watching dune i was just like oh so that's where that thing stole that from hmm i did not know that that's interesting though <laughs> yeah cuz i wonder um, how much other things that it's the progenitor of cuz like uh the the the, the spice um the the spice hauler mm-hmm. looked a lot like the sandcrawler from Star Wars. Yes, I That's... mean, may, maybe maybe they made it resemble that somewhat more in the than it did in the original. Uh, and all but... and also if you if you pick up any sci fi universe, most likely the drug you're go- you're going to encounter is spice, which was ripped, ripped straight from Dune. How many other universes steal from it? Do you know? Um. Well well, 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 Star Wars is definitely inspired by Dune. Uh, in the original draft mm-hmm. of the script, Leia was guarding Aurora Spice. And we still have the Spice Mines of Castle. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know, like I mentioned with the shields, as far as I know with Dune being set in 1965, I think that might be the uh progenitor of having shields for personal protection. Because, um, you know, you play any like sci-fi video game or any sci-fi, it's like, yeah, everybody's got a, a shield on. Um, yeah. The Sandworm... Yes, all deserts. Whenever I see, it, oh yeah, oh yeah. Whenever I see it, I just am reminded of that awful movie Tremors, <laughs> just so bad. Um, but that's what I think of. Uh, oh, uh, Warhammer. Um, there, uh, with the uh, Imperium, um, and then also the uh, the the God Emperor who shows up in uh, a later, uh uh later book uh book three i think and also the thing of uh the backstory of uh um we used to have computers and ai and then they went rogue and tried to kill us and then uh, mm. we got rid of them that's that's uh that's that's in warhammer i remember i was l- listening to that in a lore video I was like oh yeah i've seen that one mm-hmm. interesting uh, i also so this is kind of like Oh, go ahead. I, uh, also, if you ever read uh, uh, The Star Wars, which was the original draft that got adapted into a comic, there is a lot more, like, feudal houses like there are in Dune, um, mm. because George Lucas. <laughs> I think that's everyone. Star Wars also the begins on a Dune. Like, oh, it's so, you know, oh. this is inspiring a lot of things, uh, clearly. But, you know, yeah. have you seen the, the rash of people who are going like, this is just a Star Wars ripoff? Or like, oh, my God. Dune is just like Star Wars. Oh, no, I haven't seen that, but I knew it would come. Remember, I'm not on social media, so I don't see these things too often. Oh, boy. Littered, l- oh, my God little do they know (laughs) that star wars was inspired by Dune. i know some people were joking about like i can't wait for somebody to be like the fremen are supposed to be the taliban and the harkonnens are supposed to be the united states oh no yeah i was kind of thinking about the movie in context of that actually because i don't know i i was just thinking about how it could be misinterpreted
1: Oh, yeah, because pe-
0: people won't know that this b- this was a story written in 1965. Mm-hmm. Interesting how, I don't know, something written that long ago can still be somewhat <laughs> relevant and timely to today. Oh, also, we probably should have given a, a little plot uh, synopsis or summary before we just started talking about uh, nonsense. But, uh, uh, so basically, uh, Dune is about, uh, so there's a planet called Dune, it's made out of space cocaine, um, and space cocaine makes ships fly, so everybody, everybody (laughs) wants the space cocaine. It's on a planet called Arrakis, which they apparently also call Dune, but I don't think anybody calls it that in this movie. No, I don't think so. Yes, um, and so the House Atreides, uh, they are a good guy's trademark, they have a rivalry with House Harkonnen, uh, which is bad guy's trademark. And House Harkonnen, uh, was basically, like, oppressing, uh, the Fremen, uh, who are the people who live on, uh, uh, on the Dune. And then, uh, they left, because uh, the Emperor was like, get the fuck out. Uh, I'm giving it to the Atreides. And then, uh, we get introduced to Paul, uh, who's our main character trademark. Um, and he's given his, uh, um, his birthright trademark and he also learns about his destiny trademark. I know I'm making a joke out of the plot, but, but believe me, <laughs> these things are a lot better than I'm saying. I'm just trying to be funny. Um, so they show up to the planet. Things appear to be going good. But then um, uh, inciting action trademark happens. And they get betrayed. House Harkening goes and they fuck everybody up. And then Paul and his mother are sent into the, uh, uh, the desert uh, to go looking for the Fremen because uh, they need allies because their whole house got wiped out. Uh, Paul also has, uh, uh, superpowers, kind of, uh, in the voice, uh, which is basically like, you ever, you ever go on, like, one of those voice mod programs and set it to the one that sounds, like, super scary? Yeah, that's, that's what the voice is, and it allows you to control people. Uh-huh. It's basically like the scream voice. Yeah, but like it was kind of like 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 when he was trying to because there's like a like at the beginning of the movie, his mom's like command me to get you water or whatever, and there's a bit of like a delay to it, and I honestly thought my audio wa- was not syncing up on the the HBO Max. Oh wow!
1: <laughs> and and, th- and
0: then they decide not to do that. They just go- They just they just they just switch to talking like this when they want to uh control someone, <laughs> but. But with many voices. Yes. At once. Um, Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he can also see into the future because see, he he uh, he can't handle his space cocaine. <clears throat> mm. So when so when so when he when he sniffs it, uh, he can see visions into the future and he sees that he is not actually the good guy trademark. He is actually the bad guy trademark in a way in the future. It's very much a story about a person grappling with the fact that, that they can't change their own destiny. And that everything they see is going to happen. Dude, that's very cinema of you. V- very cinema. <laughs> <laughs> because, like, you see, like, uh, he keeps having visions of getting to, to, like, a knife fight with the guy. And the guy, like, kills him. And he keeps seeing his mm-hmm. own death. But he's like, I don't really understand. Like, I'm, like, I know I'm better than this guy. I'm going to win this fight. What's happening? But, see, it's actually, I'm getting real cinema here. It is actually a metaphor for his old self dying and his new self being born because he's oh al- he, he, he's also uh the Kwisatz Haderach uh which is a uh basically a messiah super duper Bene Gesserit that only a man uh can can acquire because men men are the best <laughs> yeah that's right yeah. I said it I'm kidding Men are not. But 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 but, but no, legit, legitimately. So like the 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 lore behind it is that the Bene Gesserit can only access the memories of the uh, of their mothers because they women only have double X chromosomes. But because he has a Y, he can see into both, and this 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 makes him a, a super boy. <laughs> <laughs> so 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 you know he's he's got to actually commit a murder as 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 you do uh, to become uh, the Messiah. Yes, of course. To be like the good hero trademark that everyone is looking for, you must kill someone. Yeah, you yeah, you have to you have to, you have to shank a man in the streets of Detroit, <laughs> in the sands of uh, <laughs> Yes of uh Arrakis. So you can have that good, good space cocaine in the streets of Detroit. <laughs> also, um due to uh um uh, so the beta another thing that they do is they, they go to every planet and they they like spin like legends and stuff like that so if like one of their order gets there they can just show off their uh cool martial arts and they'll go oh my god you're one of those people uh sorry for uh you know messing you up and they they spread the the message of the messiah and everyone's like oh my god that white guy he's the messiah and paul's like i'm not the <laughs> Messiah." it's like it's like the meme where it's like you are the messiah <laughs> <laughs> that's a perfect description but you know, it does kind of fit with what the criticisms of this movie are of the mighty whitey kind of thing. Yes, it, it is very like surface level. Like like you you could cast Paul as a black guy and it wouldn't have it wouldn't have changed anything. Maybe, maybe that yeah. would get people to stop complaining about it. I think people would still find some re- gonna be honest. I mean, people people find ways to complain about 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 anything. Uh, another thing. Uh that they didn't really like go into was the storyline of the doctor. So like there's this like doctor guy and he betrays the yes. uh um uh he betrays House Atreides, he lowers their shield so they can get attacked. Um and then uh he like uh he po he poisons or not he 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 attacks Duke Leto, Oscar Isaac's character and he's like, Listen, this is kinda of comes out of nowhere, he's like, Listen, the Baron has my wife. I'm going to give you a cyanide tooth, so you can have your revenge and then like he shows up with with uh Duke Leto's like all right Baron give me your wife and Baron give me my wife and Baron's like oh i already uh, i already i already killed her and he, that was the end of that yeah i felt like they went into more detail about that in the book i also uh they removed yeah. uh the baron being a pedophile or or maybe they maybe they uh maybe they 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 did kind of mention his affinity for men but i didn't uh i'm i'm not remembering if they talked about that in the movie if they made like I don't think so. Maybe I missed it too, though. I did. I did hear that the director saying they were trying to tone him down for modern sensibility. <laughs> I mean, I don't. Okay. It, it, if you're trying to make me hate this guy, making him a pedophilic, uh, fat, disgusting ball of lard, uh, kind of is, you know, making me hate him. Oh, I I enjoyed yeah, I... the throat singing. Throat singing, yeah. When they go to the planet of the Sardakar, who are like the you know the Imperial's elite guard, there's just a dude mm-hmm. throat singing as they're like slitting people's throats and like, uh, oh yeah. Them. <laughs> that part was so, I was like, oh my god, this is so weird. I love this. That's the though. It's supposed to be weird. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad this movie was made. I'm glad they just like the studio didn't uh, go in and, um, well, th- there was a lot cut out. Like, we were supposed to see, like, uh, Jace Momoa meeting with the Fremen, and there was also going to mm. be, like, uh, this dinner scene where uh, uh, Josh Brolin would have sang the trades national anthem, which also is a scene that they cut out of the, D- the, the David Lynch movie. Because uh, mm. Josh Brolin was played by Patrick Stewart uh, back in the day, and, like, he shows up to Paul's room, and he's got, like, this epic instrument. He's like, this is for the road. And then they didn't do that scene in that movie, and they <laughs> cut it out of this one. They just don't think it's worthy. Also, bagpipes guy, uh, who comes out when they, uh, um, uh, when they arrive on Arrakis. I hope he's okay. I hope he survived the attack. Me too. Shout out to bagpipes. Shout guy. out to bagpipes guy. <laughs> also, shout out to, um, my God, I just forgot what I was. going Real nice job, guy. Oh, I remember. Okay, shout out to Paul's mom, Jessica. Her actress is really great. Like, I don't know if she's been in anything else, probably. I assume she has, but... I don't know. To me, her character was like... I don't know. She e- was even in uh, more... Doctor Sleep, which I think you saw. Oh, I did see that. Okay. Okay, that... She was Rose the Hat in Doctor Sleep. It was? Oh my god. Okay. I thought she did a great job at playing Rose the Hat, but that's a topic for another day. Um, I don't know. Her just... She has a very good control of her face. Like that sounds like such a thing to say, but I don't know. Her her emotions in here really sold it to me. Yes. Uh she was also very good. Um there's another thing I like this so so in the in the book, as I mentioned, the Benedicert have like super martial arts. Well in the David Lynch version it was a gun. They were just like, yeah, the secret of the Benedicer is this gun, and if I give you all this gun, then we can win. <laughs> And then in the the sci-fi miniseries, it was like teleportation, but now it's back just being martial arts, which I don't know why it needs to be changed. <laughs> I think the like David Lynch version was meant to. We we talk about the modern sensibilities for this one. We were appealing to these sensibilities of action. <laughs> What's more, actually than throwing hands, shooting someone. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the the one I'm, awkward America likes that <laughs> the one awkward part of the movie I would say is when the VFX kinda failed me is like when the um uh when Paul's having his visions and he sees like the Fremen army attacking what I assume is like the Harkonnens or whatever, and like the dudes are moving super fast and then like it cuts the like like the, the helmet comes down and his face has been super imposed onto the, the armor. I was like, Oh that, that that doesn't look great. was somebody taking I didn't a, a even day notice. off. Maybe it was just me being like dazzled by a 40 foot screen, but I didn't even. Yeah, I just uh, that, that that part just kind of threw me off. I was like, oh, that's a that's a, that's, that's a little funky. But other than that, like the, the sandworm and everything else, great CGI. Some of the best sandworm was fucking great. I think may, maybe this was just because when the sandworm appeared, anytime my seat would shake. But probably one of my favorite parts of the movie, towards the end, when he and his mother are, like, face-to-face face with I, the giants. I, I, I love the line of, like, we can't walk like normal human beings, and they start chugging oh around gosh. in the sand. <laughs> yes! I, I love the, like, sand dance or whatever. Like, that, mm, it's great. When you... I expect to see many TikToks of it. We should, uh. If people. W- when you're cosplaying oh, Paul, you should walk through the convention like that. Oh my god! <laughs> I should. Just the entire time, just walk like that. Uh, people would be taking videos of me. I'd go viral. I'd get famous, guys. Desunya. The like, cat, cat boy Paul. Call. No, we're not doing that again. Okay, we might do that again. <laughs> But um, yeah, what was your what was your favorite part of the movie? My favorite part of the movie, well, obviously the throat singing scene was a, a certified <laughs> hood classic. Uh, I, I liked uh, Leto uh, confronting the Baron um, and poisoning mm. him. I liked the scene. I liked the scene where uh, Josh Brolin and Timothy Chalamet uh, duel. Um, that that was that was a good scene. My all time favorite, besides the sandworm appearing. Was um, when they're in when Paul and his mom are in the ornithopter, and then they go into like the sandstorm. Mm -hmm. I don't know something about it just hit different. Like the I'm I'm gonna sound cinema here, but I'm an actual like "Mm, cinema kind of person. Uh, Just like the bright orange color palette. I, I also so like the, the Gam Jabbar scene, which I think is one of the most famous scenes. I'm glad that it, like in the other ones they show you like what's happening to Paul's hand, or at least what he thinks is happening to Paul's hand in the scene. Basically, he's like, the the, the, the queen mother or whatever puts like a, a needle to his neck and is like, if you move your hand out of this box, you're gonna hit my needle and you're going to die and he, imag- he he feels immense pain. Uh, but Paul ain't a bitch, trademark, and he doesn't pull his hand out of the box. And the other ones, you get to see what he thinks is happening, but I like not being able to see what was happening. Mm-hmm. leaves yeah, more to the imagination. Yes. And there's a lot of really good, small details in that I think are underappreciated. Because, like, you know, we, we love the cinematography. We love the amazing vfx but like just things like that and things like the beetle <laughs> i mentioned earlier i don't know there's something about it that's just nice also um we uh i, I would like to write an open letter to uh legendary pictures and uh knowledge mm. i think it's legendary pictures and warner brothers so i've been hearing that denise Villeneuve is a chud and he only wants to get to dune messiah well Yes! Counter-argument, uh, we will adapt Children, God Emperor, Heretics, and Chapter House Dune for you. We'll direct it ourselves. Yes, we just need money. Yes. Like, just... Give us the $200 million so and we'll make at you We will do it. Yes. And you will make lots of money in return. Yes, I, I also want to recast uh, James McAvoy as uh, Leto Second because he doesn't love James McAvoy. Yes, totally agree. Um... Do you have any more thoughts? Uh, do I have any more thoughts uh, or in, in regards to uh, Dune? Um, uh, other than I, 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 the book, I really want them to get to uh, in these adaptations is God Emperor of Dune because uh, basically at, at at that point, uh, so Paul's son Leto the becomes like a like a half man half sandworm. Basically, and he's like this weird like man in like a seventeen foot long sandworm body. And like every artist has a different interpretation of what this thing is supposed to look like. And I was like, I just need to see this on screen. It's such a weird thing. Um like I gotta see it. Please let us get to that point. Or alternatively, um, why don't we just do it? I mean we could also just do it. <laughs> what wh- when please d- give us whenever one. Dune hits the public domain. Mm. No, I think that we should just, as directors, we should be acquired by yes. a major studio and and then have them just funnel money out of us. It's a bit easier than waiting for public, domain because I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. Also, I would also like to point out to Mr. D- Denis Villeneuve, who says that Paul's story ends in Dune Messiah, he is in Children of Dune. It's not the end. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. It's okay. We'll replace them. It's we'll, fine. We'll replace <laughs> them. They, they don't need it. Uh, we know what we're talking uh, about. Yes. Or at least I'll know what I'm talking about when I've read yes, the Yes, once once books. once we read the Dune books, we will know what we're talking about. <laughs> or alternatively, we can just read the Wikipedia article um, <laughs> to, Yeah, 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 yeah making a movie having only read the Wikipedia synopsis. <laughs> I'm sure there are some movies that uh that actually happened for. <laughs> <laughs> I know, um uh I know like like I know like the developers of Assassin's Creed say they consult the Assassin's Creed wiki uh several times during development to like check up on things. Or like I know nice. like uh the current writers of Power Rangers check like the Ranger wiki and they also go on Netflix to rewatch episodes because they don't have like a okay, like, well, big guidebook. That's good at least. I can appreciate checking up on content. I I, I also know that uh um, during Solo, there was a lot of checking of Wikipedia uh, for certain things. <laughs> it shows which, 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 yeah. Due to some of the really out there and weird references in Solo, it does definitely feel like somebody was was on Wikipedia just throwing shit out there. <laughs> like occupational uh, hazard. Like somebody, uh, it's like it's uh, it's Han Solo's girlfriend in that movie. She mentions that she's uh, a. Uh, like a master of Teres Kasi, uh, which is a is a Star Wars martial art that originated in this really bad um, PlayStation One game. And, like I heard that, and I was like, "What? Who? Who was on Wikipedia? How did you remember that even?" Because I'm a man. Star Wars nerd and I know this stuff. Okay, that's true. I'm a a nerd who pours over Wikipedia like an academic text Like the person who threw in All those little references For Solo You're the typical audience I am the typical audience How does it feel? Uh, Good (laughs) But anyway, enough about Star Wars This is Doom Any more points on the floor? Oh, I, I got an email back From Canonically Incorrect Podcast What? Remember, i i uh, i sent an email to the uh canonically incorrect podcast shout out to them um for a collaboration and they responded to me oh good yes also i was asking what because you completely cut out oh, so. i'm sorry good <laughs> yeah. yeah that's awesome uh i can read you the email right now uh for our viewers who will get this very late but i'll read it now since we're in the middle of yeah hello sergio thank you so much for reaching out to us we would be interested in a collaboration but unfortunately have all of our collab interview spots for the podcast next year filled up already apologize that took us so long to reply we were listening to your episodes to get you know you all better and trying to clean up our schedule but with the people we already have lined up along with Maya's schooling and my job we weren't able to accommodate you guys all seem great and the podcast is a lot of fun so i wish you best all the best in uh, this next year. We will keep you guys in mind for next year, though, if that's something you still want to do. Thank you again, and I'm so sorry for the failure on our part. No failure here. So, we're, they like us? We're, we're glad just to be... Con- I, I I like hearing that, because I was, I was really worried that they were going to be like, oh, look, look at these chuds over here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Their podcast well, is terrible. Oh, they're too mean. But I'm glad I'm glad I'm glad we've got some new fans. If if they are fans. I don't want to make a uh an assumption. Yeah, don't yeah, don't don't assume someone's friendship, okay. man Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that's real good. Hey, we're getting recognized. Yay. <laughs> I mean they still could think we're chuds, but I'll take the compliment. <laughs> because oh, I, 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 I I'll admit, I've only watched one of their episodes from when this, uh, from, from the, the day we are recording this, I watched one of their episodes and the way they start their first episode was very us. Mm. It was a lot of like, saw... uh, who's starting first? Are you starting first? Who's doing the intro? Am I doing the intro? <laughs> yeah, hopefully, um, hopefully they've figured that out over the course of their podcast because we sure as hell haven't yet yes um I, take a shot every time someone says who's reading who's reading <laughs> I, I like that we always choose roles on the podcast we never decided on. i <laughs> never decided beforehand i think we did for like maybe one of them maybe one maybe. of them I, th- I think well like like because sometimes we just like sit in the um the thing beforehand and then uh, go into it we should do that more often. Uh, I, I was thinking about a, a like a podcast idea episode that's just us just like it's just a recorded conversation of us just like talking. We should do that. Like we like, may need to like bleep out names and shit. We we will try to have a very a conversation where we don't say anything super offensive which uh, that happens a lot uh, unfortunately. We are not very PC in our in our in our uh, uh, in our, in our, in our person-to-person, uh, conversations. Oh, don't tell them that. They don't think we're chuds. <laughs> we're very laptop. You guys might we're it. laptop? Or if we're not PC, then we gotta be laptop. Oh my god. I feel fucking stupid. <laughs>
1: no, no so but that's You're good.
0: the chud. I'm the PC? Are you? I called you a chud. I, I a might Mac. be a Mac. Probably a Mac. <laughs> streamlined and expensive I w- actually that's the exact opposite of me but. yeah that is the, I was about to say that was the very uh, opposite of you <laughs> uh, but, poor and broken but before uh, we ramble on go. too much we should probably wrap up the episode uh, thank you all for listening uh, to us uh, ram- uh, have another rambling review um, about uh, yes. about Dune Hope you all help you all enjoy the the frantic uh, gushing about of work that we just uh, um, we just read talked about. I I don't think it's a stretch to call it a masterpiece. Like normally, oh yes, I'm gonna save that title for something like real special. I think this movie is real special. This movie is real special. Best sci-fi movie of the of the decade. I yeah, you know what. Yeah, it is the best sci-fi movie of the day. It is one you of the best count. sci-fi movies of my entire life. Yeah, same. Definitely same. Besides, like, I don't know, because Star Wars, okay, they were well, box office good or whatever, but they weren't the greatest. Like the the new one. Well, we don't. Can, like, can you really. even think of something like in uh, our lifetime? that's oh, that i say that I would say Blade Runner twenty forty nine, made by the same guy. Cause he's uh, he's an absolute Chad when it comes to science fiction, and I'm like, oh, go, oh boy, I want to watch another Dede Velnov science fiction movie. Oh crap, I've seen all of them. He only made three: Arrival, Blade Runner twenty forty nine, and this. Damn. I have only seen uh, Blade Randy, so I would know. Wait, you've never seen Blade Runner? No. Oh, we, we you should watch those at some point. They're really good. Um, best sure. sci fi movie. I just uh, Dune. Dude. Blade Runner 2049, as I mentioned. Um, I'm trying to think of, like, recent ones. Um, yeah, there are none, really. Um, I kind of liked Looper, but I wouldn't say that was, like, peak cinema sci-fi. I, I wouldn't say it was, like, my top ten. It was, like, a good sci-fi movie. Um, oh, uh, I think I saw, like, 30 minutes of Looper. <laughs> I would say, like, District 9 or Elysium. Those were really good. I think I've seen like ten minutes of Elysium, maybe. Uh, Sometimes I just catch movies that my dad watches, and my dad's a super sci-fi fan. Good, so. good two thousands era sci-fi. So those new Alien movies aren't good. And those new Predator no. movies are good. No, those new Star Wars movies. aren't good. No, um, I've seen those. Unfortunately, somehow Palpatine returned. Somehow the desert power returned. Can 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 Oscar <laughs> Isaac get in a role where he doesn't have to say a a a, a line like that? <laughs> no, it's it's mandatory. It's written into his contracts that he has to say something like that. Oh, wait, well, he's playing. Uh, he's playing. He's playing Moon Knight. Um, in in a, a Marvel uh, series, a Moon Knight has some like uh, desert power esque uh, lines. It's part of his contracts. He's been typecasted into saying stupid shit. Like, God, there's, a, <laughs> there's a panel where like Moon Knight shows up and he's like, "Fuck you, Dracula! I'm here for for my shit or something like that." <laughs> what? Oh my gosh! Something, something like where he like walks into a to a, a castle. Oh, here we go. I think I found it. Oh, here we go. Posting it in general. Is oh, like, I know you're here, Dr- okay. Dracula. You big fucking nerd. with my goddamn money. <clears throat> That's not like th- Okay, I'm I'm speechless. I'm rendered speechless. This is excellent. This is peak dialogue. <laughs> okay, no okay, no okay, never mind. This 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 is a meme. It's not actually what he said. Oh my god. Dude, you can't do this to me. Bro, so I I thought for the, the longest time that that was a real line. <laughs> I wish it was real. Come on. Oh my God! See, Dune was a cock tease. Now Sergio's a cock tease. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm sorry. I will never say that again. So enjoy hearing yeah, that un, un, the first un, and last time. Un, un, unfortunately, <laughs> there's a thing called Moon Knight posting where they 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 edit uh things for uh um Moon Knight to say this uh this image though is a, is a real uh conversation that the Punisher and Moon Knight had. Are you sure it's real? Yeah, yes, I'm Are sure this sh- one is real. Are you completely I'm sure. sure? 100%. Yes. Okay. Good. This is interesting. But but no, I I I I I want I want Oscar Isaac Moon Knight to speak like the memes. Yes, I agree. I won't be satisfied unless he speaks like I still can't think of any good t- 2000 sci-fi movies. Why can't I think of any? There's got to There's got to be there's got to be some hood classics out there. I don't know, man. I think the 2000s have been barren. Hold on, I'm gonna check this IMDb. Uh, Avatar, no, Uh, I didn't see Children of Men, District Nine. I talked about that one. Does Donnie Darko count as a sci-fi movie? Uh, I guess that's a bit of a stretch to me. Uh, I didn't see Minority Report, Moon. I didn't see that either. I don't think the. I liked War of the Worlds, like the remake, but. It's not the best. Like, I liked it. It's just not great. Somebody said V for Vendetta. That was a good movie, but I wouldn't say that was sci-fi. That's, that's not sci-fi. Uh, Reve- I would Reve- call Re- that Re- more of, like, just- Uh, Revenge Re- of the Sith is a bop, oh. but I wouldn't say it's, like, top tier. It's top tier in no. the kind of, like, oh, shit, this is hype kind of. Like, it's it, it's It's, like, entertainment-wise, 10 out of 10, it's a ride. But, like movie-wise, I probably wouldn't put it up there. But, like, it's... Regis of the Sith is a favorite of mine. I don't care what you movie nerds have to say or whatever. Go... Go in a hole. I'm a movie nerd, but I can agree with that. I believe in entertainment value, standing alone. Uh... Equilibrium. (laughs) Equilibrium wasn't a terrible movie. Lord of the Rings is not sci-fi. I don't like the person who made this list. Okay, this list is for Chuck. What about everyone's favorite? Signs! m night shaman i didn't see signs oh my god terrible i didn't see ai artificial intelligence uh does atlantis count are we counting maybe animation okay if we're counting animation atlantis would totally count and that's an awesome should we count animation i don't think we should then we'd have to add it a lot of stuff. So, some a people lot of are, like on really Wikipedia list X-Men sci-fi. as being sci-fi movies, which I guess they kind of are, but I don't... I'm talking about, like, non-superhero, like, sci-fi. Yes. Is what I'm looking for. How about that that movie Zathura, which is just... I, I, yeah, I just passed Zathura. I saw that when I was a kid, and I liked it. It's probably not as good as I thought it was. Um, yeah yeah uh again never is ag- good against uh this mentions v for vendetta which i guess if they're gonna count v for vendetta as a sci-fi movie then yeah i would put it up there for some reason i keep seeing 28 days later listed that's a zombie movie <laughs> it's not a sci-fi movie. i know it's weird so they they got like wally and nine both great animated movies but not something i can dragon ball evolution is not don't 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 put that on a list can we forget about that They've got I Am Legend as well, which I didn't see. I am Legend. It's a pretty movie, I would say, but like I don't. They got consider Watchmen it. as a sci-fi I, movie again. I really like Watchmen, but it's not a sci-fi movie. They're just bad at classifying. These lists are just bad. Uh, yeah, I'm on the 2010s now, and I'm not real. Uh, I did the first Transformers has a special place in my heart. It's got a lot of great. Action scenes with the Transformers. Not a great movie, but it's like one of those like cult classic kind of like this is th- this is good for me. Despicable Me yeah. two is not a sci fi movie. I'm sorry, list. No, no. Oh uh, my God. I get uh, Oblivion with Tom Cruise was a good movie, but I don't re- remember it enough to be like yeah. Oh, Pacific Rim. Okay, yeah, Pacific Rim was good. Yes, that that was a good one. I'll uh, we'll put that on the on the list. Be- one of the best of t- 2000s era sci-fi. Uh Godzilla, the the 2014 one, does that count? It I I think it does. See it. Mm. You didn't see the 2014 I, Godzilla? No, I didn't. It's the only, well, no, there's two Godzillas that I haven't seen, and that's one of them. I forget the other one. I didn't like Interstellar. I don't know if that's like a controversial statement. I wasn't a fan of it. I thought it was boring. It's, I can agree with that. It's it it's got some cool science. Um we don't talk about the, the, the RoboCop remake. Okay, I've got one. What? The Martian. I didn't see The Martian, but I heard it's a Hood classic. It can go up there. Oh, Ex Machina. It's really... Did you ever see Ex Machina? Mm-mm. That is another very good movie with Oscar Isaac in it. Okay. He's but... got a type. The Hunger Games uh, doesn't count. Uh, I mean, I, I guess it kind of counts, that's but it's bad. bad, so it doesn't count. That's not sci-fi. That's just, It's not. Uh, the Divergent not. series does not count. Doctor Strange also uh, legitimately doesn't count. It's a movie with magic in it. But Shin it's Godzilla. space magic. <laughs> I would put Shin Godzilla on there, I, I guess. That's the other one I haven't seen. I haven't seen 2014 or... The only ones I haven't. Because I know that I've seen... All the fucking old ones, I, I all get, of them. I guess Guardians kind of counts because they're they're Guardians is more sci-fi than most. Like, I guess they're the most sci-fi out of any like superhero movies that would count. I still, I I consider superhero movies to be like a different genre. Does that make sense? Yeah, I like, yeah I, I get what like, you mean, but like, well, if we're just talking about Guardians, Gu- Gar- Guardians isn't necessarily like. Superhero, like, like if you get what I mean. That's true. That's true. L- l- like, you could take the, you could take the Marvel branding off of it, and it, and it could kind of just stay on its own. Yeah, we'll count it uh, We'll tentatively. Counting. I like the lead of Battle Angel. I wouldn't say it's peak sci-fi. It's just a good movie. Uh, I hate Godzilla King of the Monsters. Not a fan. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So, so the parts of Godzilla King of the Monsters where Godzilla is on the screen, ten out of ten. If he's not on the screen, zero out of ten. Worthless. <laughs> don't 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 make me list. Don't make me remember Terminator Dark Fate. Oh no! I I, I go through this and I see like no. Terminator Dark Fate and I see those alien movies. I see those pre- ugh, all my favorite sci-fi franchises being rubbed through the mud. Also, um, the 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 main strong woman cyborg in Terminator Dark Fate has a bowl cut. Please, can we get rid of the bowl cut? Uh, Charlize Theron had one in one of the Fast and Furious movies. Just stop, the, stop it with the bowl cut. It, it doesn't look good on anybody. Yes, I would like to nuke both bowl cuts and mullets. Oh, actually, get rid of them. Uh, the The Hood Classic Godzilla against Mechagodzilla came out in two thousand two. That right there is peak sci-fi. It's my favorite Godzilla. Yes. Movie. Or um, my Tokyo SOS. It, it's the two thousand four one. That's how Tokyo, that's Tokyo SOS, SOS is good. Oh, Godzilla Final Wars. Final Wars is great Great, absolutely good Is Giant Monsters All Out Attack Or whatever the fuck it's called That did not come out in 2000, it doesn't count Ugh, mixed opportunities Yeah, no, the first Godzilla of the 2000 era Was Godzilla vs. Mega Gear It's a movie that I saw, but I couldn't really tell you what happened in it mm-hmm. I'm sure it was a standard Godzilla film it's, He fights a giant bug <laughs> Not there's There's nothing else to it It's a kaiju movie
1: yeah, it's, it's just. Oh no, no, no! The... Giant
0: monsters all attack. Came out in two thousand one. <gasps> mm. My favorite. <laughs> good, an amazing sci-fi movie. Yes, uh, ten out of ten. Uh, I I will. So uh uh, uh GMK um, GMK GMAO uh Godzilla gets mecha Godzilla. Tokyo SOS. Great story wise. Godzilla Final Wars. Turn your brain off. You'll have a great time. Yes. Shin- I suggest that for any Godzilla movie. Shin Just Godzilla also off. is mm, good cinema. I haven't seen it, but I've heard it's cinema. <laughs> uh Godzilla vs. Kong gets an honorable mention uh because uh big big lizard fight giant monkey. I haven't seen that one either. It, it it's I kinda of forgot that existed. It, it's okay. I'll put it this way. The 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 the, the human story is still bad, but it's serviceable to get you to what you came here for and what you came here for is worst is worth watching okay the the, mecha godzilla shows up and his design is terrible but they beat the crap out of it and they kill him so you're clapping the whole way through because you're like oh god that's so ugly can you kill it please and then they do and it's like (laughs) there was some (laughs) clapping that didn't get caught on the like but you get the it's okay it's there in spirit I wish they would just make a monster movie that just shows the monsters. that that, that is, I think we've either talked about it in the podcast. We talked about it, that that ain't gonna fly in America. I know, but nobody cares. I know nobody cares about the people. Yeah, no but, one. Yeah, yeah, but that's not what the executives think. What do you think? Like the Transformers movies. I just I don't get it. Because like I want a Transformers we, movie that just has Transformers in it, but they don't. Yes. They don't ever do that. We. The, okay, the, the... all we need is big things fighting each other. That's all we need, producers. L- like, That's all we need. Like uh, in Bumblebee, uh which was a actual which is the probably the best uh Transformers movie where they actually like told a compelling human story. The best part of the movie is the 10 minutes where you're just on Cybertron watching Optimus and the rest of the Autobots fight the Decepticons. It's the best part of the movie. That's what I came here for. I don't care about the human characters. I came here for the giant robots. Yeah, we just want to see the giant things fighting. We don't we don't need focus groups to see like what kind of romance we want, what kind of friendship subplot we want. No. Big things fighting each other. That's all. Big big robot What's on what's on the title of the movie? Why you came to the movie? That's what those like really shitty sci-fi original movies get right cuz like they're like and, and, I mean, sci-fi is in, like, the channel. The television channel. When television existed. Because I, I, I didn't watch the fifth trailer. I watched, like... Because, like, I saw, like, the first three. Like, I saw them in theater, and I kind of fell off. And then my little brother's like, let's watch uh, let's watch the fourth one. And I was like, well, the story's probably going to be shit, but I can enjoy the giant robots. And plus, it's got the dinosaurs in it. And I came out of it going, wow. They made Optimus Prime writing on a robot T-Rex lame. How do you do that? Oh, no. Yeah, that's bad. That's so... They, they, they made the parts with the robots bad. Like, how do you... How, like, what? I, there wasn't... It was, uh American Studios don't know what they're doing, is no. the moral of the story. Big things fighting each other. That's all. But, um... Are there any more good sci-fi movies we'd like to address? There are very few in the 2000s. Um... I... I think that's it, to be honest. All right. So... Here's my conclusion. Um, as you said, producers take notes. Please make us directors. And um, go watch Dune. Go watch Dune. Go watch literally probably the best sci-fi movie of the 2000s. Go watch. And always remember, we love you. We love you.